0: This is Women's Tech Radio. A show on the Jupiter Broadcasting Network interviewing interesting women in technology, exploring their roles and how they're successful in technology careers. I'm Paige. And I'm Angela. Angela, so this week, my friend Brienne joins us. She is a solo founder for the company NerdNest Media, and she talks about her journey in technology, what it's like to be a solo founder a little bit, and just kind of the many hats that she has worn in her journey.
1: Awesome, before we get into the interview, I want to mention Digital Ocean. They are the sponsor for this week. They are a cloud hosting provider dedicated to offering the most intuitive and easy way to spin up a cloud server. And let me just tell you, I was faced with a situation a couple months ago where my son turned six and was really into Minecraft and had been playing the the pocket edition on his iPad, but it just quite wasn't enough. And of course I, well, I I think I might've been able to find a way to play with him via my iPad, but I'm not sure. But regardless, I wanted to get a dedicated server up and running so that he and I could play on the same maps. So I used a digital ocean droplet to spin up a Minecraft server that will always be up and running. They have locations, um, for their data centers in New York, San Francisco, Singapore, Amsterdam, and London. I don't have to worry about like if our house has a power outage. Well, I wouldn't be able to play at that point. But anyway, wherever the server is hosted, I don't have to worry about a power outage because the server will always be up and running in the cloud and it's only $5 a month. And if you use the code HEYWTR, you can get a $10 credit, which is a two-month credit. So think about the projects that you could use DigitalOcean for and use HEYWTR promo code for it.
0: And don't forget, if you already have a DigitalOcean setup but you haven't used one of our codes, go ahead and pop it in there. Sometimes it just might work. And our question for Brianne when we got started was to kind of give us an overview of what she does in technology.
2: I'm Brianne Smith. I am the current owner and web developer for NerdNest Media. Um, my company provides web design development, um, SEO work, brand consulting, social media marketing, and that is my current role in technology.
0: Awesome. So uh, so you're kind of a mini hat wearer. Would you consider yourself an entrepreneur?
2: I would. Um, the entrepreneur side of me has definitely been coming out <laughs> as each, each day progresses, but um, I really love technology. So I've just been kind of one of those like uh, closet nerds, if you will, um, just researching, doing things on my own. And then it's kind of given me the love for wanting to provide these services for people to get them to understand what the web is and how it can help their business.
0: So, so it was kind of the journey for you learning to understand that made you want to kind of help others do the same?
2: Yes and no. Um, you know, I I started went back to school later in life. Um, I'm in my 30s now and just graduated in 2012. So um, when I first went to college back out of high school, I thought I wanted to write for Rolling Stone magazine. So I was doing journalism, music theory stuff back then. Um, and it, which is great because now I still get to use my love for writing but also and, and creativity, but just in a totally more technologically advanced way. Um, so that's what I started doing. And then I moved from Indiana to Austin, Texas, and I started working for a nationwide property maintenance company. So I was managing like 20 people at the time and had a portfolio of like 7,000 foreclosed homes all over the country that I was maintaining. So it taught me a lot about professionalism, completing tasks on time, really kind of prepped me for that real world situation. And then um, from there, we moved out to Oregon and um, I really didn't have a job or anything going on. So I thought, you know what, I am going to take my love for technology and see what I could do with maybe going back to school and starting a business of my own. Uh, my parents own a couple of furniture stores in Indiana, and um, they, they're actually who really catapulted me into wanting to start my own business because as a small company themselves, they were paying this web company, quote unquote, that was... Uh, really not doing much for them, $350 a month uh, to maintain their website, do social media posts, things like that. And my parents were getting frustrated and not understanding why they weren't getting results and this web company was helping them. So I asked, you know, hey, I know a little bit about a little bit. Can I talk with them and and maybe see what they're doing and use the big technical terms and kind of coax out of them what they're doing? And um, I called these people and turned out they were just a marketing company who said they can do web work and were outsourcing this web work oh to other people who knew nothing about my parents' business. They knew nothing about their business practices. And so getting off that phone call, I was the most frustrated I've ever been in my life for my parents. You know that they're the small company, they're older. They don't understand, you know, the value of the web and what it can do for you. They they know just from me harping on them that they needed a website. And at the time I didn't have my degree, so I didn't know all the ins and outs of it. So I literally went back to school solely to um, kind of (laughs) engage these people. Yeah. Well, no, I I actually don't like to do business with my family because, you know, I don't want to mix business with pleasure there. But, um, you know, it really it really kind of made me see what type of people are out there saying that they can do this stuff for people for you know, small businesses and build their brand and build their company, but in reality, they're they're not doing anything. They're just taking money and saying that they're gonna put this post up and the post, you know, even on their social site, has nothing to do with what their business is. Yep. So once my husband and I moved out here to Oregon, I thought, okay, I'm going back to school. I'm I'm getting my degree in web design and development, and I'm gonna start a company that has morals, um, wouldn't treat people the way that these so-called web companies were treating my parents and really uh, pride myself on kind of hand-holding a lot of my clients through this uh, process, you know, of understanding how their business can actually grow with putting a little money into the website of it.
1: Right. This so I know sounds... that's a little
2: long-winded, but no, that's no, no, no. kind it's... of how I got into all this.
1: It sounds exactly like what I went through with my mom, and because she's self-employed, she's owned a restaurant in downtown Seattle for um, 20 years now think anyway yeah and and she recently was on the you know i need to i need the social media aspect and i was the one that forced her to do a facebook page and she's really popular on there and she posts her specials there every day but then a social media company just like you said came along and was like we can build your brand and whatever and and uh and she went for it and it's really not yielding
0: anything so it seems like a market that's so easy to take advantage of people because yeah you just have to use some jargon and yep
2: you're exactly right and they think, "Oh wow, they're using all these great, you know, great buzzwords that I I've, mm-hmm. I've heard that word before, but I don't really understand it." And so, you know, it took a lot of me sitting down with my parents and and getting them to understand how they were taking advantage of of my parents because they didn't even really understand what they were or weren't doing to be honest mm-hmm. with you. So, I was so frustrated. Seriously, I was I was I was just horribly frustrated for them and knowing that there's, mo- I mean, hundreds of companies, mm-hmm. probably thousands of companies like that, that out there where they're just outsourcing everything. It really doesn't give that personal touch. And it really just makes me feel like all these small businesses are just giving away money mm-hmm. and not getting anything in return and then giving a sour taste in their mouth about what web, you know, the web can do for them.
0: Right. What, so I'm going to pick your brain then. Um, what What's a good thing to watch out for? Like if, if I can't necessarily work with you, like how do I know like if I own a business or something? Like what's the difference between working with someone like you and someone who's going to take advantage of me? Like, you know, how can I tell the difference?
2: A big thing is reading the name of their company. If they have the word marketing in their company, nine times out of ten, they're, they are a marketing company. If they can offer web services, um, that's great. But I would, as a small business, I would talk to them about what their services provide and who is providing those services for me. Is there a point of contact I can call and talk to that person who is building my site, you know, and, and, and have them explain to me why it looks this way or talk to them about how I want it to look differently. Um, if they're impersonal with you and, oh, I have to get back with you and 13 emails later, they're still not answering your questions. If they're dodging questions, dodging answers, things like that, that's, those are big signs really for, for me at least, and knowing that they're just solely in for marketing and that hundred to four hundred to thousand dollar or whatever it is monthly fee that they're getting. And all and honestly it's a gut thing too. You know, if it if you're not getting the right service from somebody and you're not feeling like they're really being helpful, that's another big key point that they're probably they probably don't know what they're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. So you you started out in Journal- hoping to do music journalism and you mm-hmm. ended up in web design and development essentially right mm-hmm. um, what What does that transition look like why have you always been nerdy you know were you the kid with the Commodore 64 like hacking away at the keyboard Wh- well, what does that look like for you
2: well, for me, I wasn't, you know, I was always into, you know, we always had, my, my dad actually has uh, always been very much so up on the uh, technical side of things. Like we always had the latest, greatest TVs and radios. And as soon as the computer came out, we had the best computer, you know, desktop in our house at the time. <laughs> so, which was huge, mind you. <laughs> and oh, yeah. So, you, you know, I, I always have been um, interested in it, but I don't think. I really got grasped the understanding and really the power of technology until I was working for that management company and we had the property management company and we had such a cool system we used on the back end and I saw just really how it could it helped their business that kind of pushed me forward and shifted my gears. Like I said, I'm in my thirties. So I'm, you know, it it really shifted my mind into thinking, okay, how can this benefit every company out there? And so um, I really, you know, I've always dabbled. I love video games, like always played video games as a kid, but I really don't think it was until I got older and understood how it could um, compute to business that made me really want to start doing this as a career.
0: All right, so I gotta ask, what was your favorite video game as a kid?
2: I mean, I'm old school though. I didn't do like I didn't. A, I well, got we're totally old bit in, school in this room. Yeah, so. we're, we're we're your age too. <laughs> okay, cool. So I was more in. I mean, I loved Mario and Duck Hunt and you know all that stuff too. But you know, I I love like Donkey
1: Kong. Say Donkey Kong.
2: Yes, yes. I was gonna say Donkey Kong, but I just am aging myself here. But um. Yeah, Donkey Kong, all those little games I love to play. Mario Brothers, of course, was was my, I mean, that's true to my heart. So yeah. That's what yeah. I
0: always played. No, still know how to get to all the warp zones, right?
2: <laughs> me too. Yeah, totally. <laughs>
0: yeah, Mario, Legend of Zelda, and original Tetris on the Game Boy for me. Mm, those yeah. were the, the big ones. Especially in competitive mode, because I still have yet to meet anyone who can beat me on Tetris in competitive mode. Which is not normal mode, people. It's different. <laughs>
2: What about Punch-Out? Anybody play Punch-Out uh, all the time? Nope. No.
0: I like the, we had the Olympics, we had the power mat. And so you uh-huh. do the, the Olympics thing. Oh. was, was definitely better than oh powers. Yeah, I remember that now. Oh.
2: That's way cooler. Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah. Although I learned very quickly, as did my little sister, that running on the power mat was not nearly as fast as sitting next to the power pat power mat and hitting it with your hands oh like my bongos, gosh yeah much much faster you can get way farther and then you can jump infinitely because you just lift your hands and on the long jump you just win oh my gosh right gosh. yeah that's so amazing cheating.
2: what i where were you growing <laughs> up?
0: massachusetts video game cacks. yeah yeah well you know when you can't go outside in the sun because you're a ginger it's yeah. you have to do something in the summer so so do you, do you still play video games
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, and of course, I've stayed true to Nintendo, so I just have a Wii because I literally like that's how much I love Mario Brothers. Like, I (laughs) will play every single one that comes out.
0: Have you played the new Mario titles where you can play like four players simultaneously?
2: What? I don't have a I don't have a Wii U, so I'm not sure if that's new. No, no, it's a Wii Wii title. It is okay. Yeah, you gotta check it it out.
0: Yeah, you can play four players simultaneously, and when you have a Yoshi, you can eat the other players and then spit them.
2: Oh my god. It's amazing. I'm typing this right so now you, so I don't
0: forget. <laughs> you folks at home haven't tried it out. It's old now, but and I think they just put out another new one, but I don't have a Wii U either. So what do you use as as tools to get your job done? Like you I know because we've talked before that you use WordPress, but like either what do you use in WordPress, what what sort of like text editor do you use? What what, what helps you get your job done?
2: So text editor-wise, I mean, I love Sublime Text and Notepad++. Those are both my go-to text editors and things like that. But um, I do love WordPress, and I love to work on content management systems, especially for my clients, because it really helps them be able to feel like they have a grasp on their website and even go in if I teach them. I can, I can teach them how to go in and make their own blog posts, their own changes. And then they don't have to utilize me or pay me money, especially if they're a little bit on the tech-savvy side, Um, So that's why I use WordPress and why I love WordPress.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I I like to tell people, I'm like, if you can post on Facebook, you can learn enough WordPress to help yourself out.
2: Exactly. That's exactly right. And I'm actually just, I just got done before this walking through my last client with his blog and getting him up to speed with everything and he made his first blog post and uploaded the images and everything himself so and knows how to change the sidebars to what it needs to be so it's it's really empowering for me to see them you know get it and smile and understand that they're they're in charge and not you know it's not just me it's them um so that's why I love WordPress so much i mean it's got its faults as far as security sometimes but other than that i mean as long as you have a good security plugin in place you're good to go but then when I and I love, like, Illustrator and Photoshop and stuff, I do all of, you know, I love those for design and, and doing mock-ups and things like that. Um, that's about all I use. Um, did you learn most of that in your school
0: program, self-taught? Did you have, like, online resources?
2: Um, I'm mostly self-taught. Um, so, I, you know, I loved school. I'm, I am, like... I think that's where my nerdiness comes from is because i always loved school as a kid i i never missed a day of school from kindergarten to my senior year <laughs> wow <laughs> got a special nerd award for that at the that, end that is a very year. special nerd award yep <laughs> i still have it and um but yeah um so i think you know my love of school really carried me through you know getting through college this time and and um you know helped me be more successful I don't want to tell someone who is in school that they shouldn't be in school, but honestly, the the type of work that we do, a lot of it is self-taught and Mm -hmm. you have to continually educate yourself after school even, um, you know, to keep up with the latest trends and keep your ear to the ground with technology. So it's not to say that I didn't, that I'm not glad I didn't, you know, went to school and got my degree, but, you know, to be honest with you, most of the stuff I've learned has been self-taught. I use lynda.com a lot for things that I don't like to tell my clients no, ever. So if I don't know it, I, I don't tell them I don't know it. I just research and learn and try, you know, and charge them less for that since I have to do more education time on my end. Um, so that's, you know, kind of what how I feel like I'm more successful in this industry because I am so willing to learn, so much more willing to learn mm-hmm. all of the new technology that's out there.
1: So do your clients basically use you to... Get up and running or and or let I guess do, do they do that and then they are they're on their own and you also have continuing customers where you actually do this stuff for them?
2: Yes. So I kind of am a one-stop shop. I think Paige said, you know, I'm a woman of many hats. Just try I, I I can do a full service as far as if if someone just comes to me and they're like, I don't want to understand this, I don't care to understand this, I need a new website. I can do their hosting for them. I do I do hosting, reselling and also set up their domain, buy their domain, set up everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can either help them maintain that every month if they want me to, or like I said, teach them how and they can do that. And I take a back seat unless there's an emergency, I'll come back in. But then there's that flip side of things where someone's already up and running. And like my, my main client that I have, I've had her for two years. And when she came to me two years ago, she, she had had a web designer who was getting frustrated with her. I love her with all of my heart, but she's more into the pretty side of things and not the technical side of things, which is fine. Um, but I don't think it translates well if a web person isn't able to kind of speak to her in those layman's terms and really under- get her to understand it and why she has to pay this money. Right. So that web person left her and took her entire website down. so she's yeah and so she was stranded with no website and she runs a very high-end salon and so she was completely stranded with no website so I came in got it back up because it was a WordPress site I was able to recover it and you know I and since then have helped maintain her site and I'm rebuilding that one plus a new one for her for a separate salon she's doing currently so I've been working with her for two years and it's been great So I love the ongoing stuff, but I'm able to just do one quick fix for clients and then Mm -hmm. they can go about their business if they don't need me anymore.
0: Sure. Yeah, I I think it it, it sounds, I don't know how, what is this is, but I think that, you know, if you have a small business, working with other small businesses for your other services is, is really beneficial for both parties, usually like. You know, as a small business, you can do things that as a giant business someone might not be able to because they're tied up in red tape or corporate policy or whatever, like some marketing company that has all these standards and SOP
2: and jazz. Exactly. I really like it because you can really you, you know, dive into their culture and kind of really get to understand their company. And so I think that um, I do better work when I understand the business, obviously, and understand what their their mission is and what their their goals are. Um, It helps me to really format the site to help their end user a lot better.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Even as a developer, like people think, oh, you're just making like computer stuff work because I don't really do design or when I do, it's terrible. Um, But, (laughs) you know, even understanding like what the user experience is supposed to be or and Mm -hmm. and necessarily like the client doesn't always know what they want in the experience. They're just like, this is what we do like and these are the customers I have and being able to kind of craft that I can do so much better when I can sit down and have you know talk time with them and get to know their business or stop by their business or whatever
2: exactly exactly yeah I really love that um so much more than because I do I have lived in many states so a lot of my clients are out of state and so it's it's there's something to be said about sitting down and having like a cup of coffee or tea with somebody and explaining their business versus being, you know, on Skype or something like that, because there can be like distractions and they're not really into it, you know. So if I can get somebody to focus with me, it, it goes a lot easier.
1: Have you ever been to a sewing retreat?
2: I have not, but I do love sewing.
1: I I recently went to a sewing retreat and it was so much fun. It was just um, two full, well, two and a half days of sewing, and it was just amazing. But what do you like to sew?
2: I like to sew anything. I love to make clothes. That's what I started doing as a young girl. Um, my mom made all my baby clothes when I was a kid, and so and then she made these awesome dolls that she would sell to get more fabric to make my clothes. Wow! So I learned from a very young age. Yeah, it's just really awesome, but. I I learned from a young age, you know, how to sew and how, you know, to work around a sewing machine. Um, But in more recent years, I've been teaching myself to knit and crochet a little bit. It's not my strong points, but sewing machine is my strongest point.
0: Hmm.
2: And Hmm. I love to sew anything from pillows to clothes to anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. I have a love-hate relationship with sewing and crocheting. I'm amazing at sewing and crocheting in straight lines. Yeah. But not turning. (laughs) 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 so if you have a pattern that is straight lines i actually sew very well like Mm -hmm. it was part of part of theater degrees that you have to do costuming ah right Uh, you know i know how to do all the seaming and all the edging but um if i have to turn mm, that is good Mm -hmm. (laughs) pillowcases awesome yeah
2: (laughs) yep just a square
0: oh yeah yep no problem there (laughs)
2: Well, you'll have to tell me more about the sewing retreat. That sounds really cool. Can you bring whatever type of sewing stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Or you or just,
1: okay. In, in this case, you. Uh, it was about 25 women, and we went to Warm Beach, which is here in Washington, and <clears throat> we rented out a bunch of rooms and we just set up and just, we were able to keep our setup in this banquet room all weekend. And the beach front was right there. It was, it was amazing. And all the meals Sounds were awesome. catered. Yeah, it was, I ate so much. I thought that, that I would literally weigh five to 10 pounds more when I was done, but I actually lost a couple pounds because I would walk, I would go for a walk on the beach after eating, which speeds up mm-hmm. your metabolism.
0: And yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I just wanted to ask one more thing. If there is yeah. one thing in technology that kind of is either coming down the pipe or gets you really jazzed now, what is
2: it? Uh, wearables I'm all about wearables right now and like the power that they have um,
1: so how's your Apple watch I
2: I don't have an Apple watch I'm, I'm just an Android <laughs> girl. ah okay <laughs> I have been Android from the start uh, we do not even have any Apple products in our house until my husband had to get a work phone and I said well get an iPhone so I can test my websites on it and stop using emulators perfect perfect right <laughs> that works
0: so do you have yeah, a, an Android watch
2: um, I do. And I but I started out with like Fitbits and you know other things mm-hmm. like that, but I, I really love the the blending of the fitness side of things with the nerdy tech with smart the smartwatch side of things.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you have mm-hmm. the pebble? Is that Android? I don't even know. Uh, yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes, that's actually what I have. Yeah, yeah I'm waiting pebble for the two so to magnetic. come out though. Yeah.
0: That's very cool. Waiting
2: for the pebble too.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I am I'm a little intimidated. And so Angela in studio has the Apple Watch and I keep watching her flip it and it looks really shiny and stuff, but I'm a little intimidated because I have found in my life right now where I'm trying to get a lot of high volume work, high quality work done, like the less notifications I can have in my life, the better off I am. Like how do you how do you balance that the two of you?
1: I have certain people disabled for notifications and telegram, it can only tell me so many so much on my watch and I can't respond to it. So mainly, it's come in handy. Like if I'm at the bus stop and trying to get Dylan off the bus and push a stroller, I can just look at my watch real quick and see a notification or know that somebody's available.
2: Yeah, I agree with you on the integrating of the like the watch with my phone. I think you know, especially for me, like working out more and stuff. I use my phone or excuse me, my watch a lot more for that than I do, um, you know, my phone. I can keep it nearby but not have to carry my bulky phone around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as like. I use my phone more for, like, long-winded emails, but if I just need to send something really fast, I can use my my watch, so, or just, you know, notify my husband really quick, I'm on my way, or, you know, anything like that. It's a lot easier on my phone to just reply with a little emoji or something than it is to pull out my phone, like you were saying, and mess with that, so it's just an it's an ease of use type of thing for me it's in it, you know anything to make my life easier i'm i'm all for it
1: mm-hmm. and i was i was wearing a fitbit as well up until i got the apple watch and in fact i wore both of them for two weeks mm-hmm. on the same wrist <laughs> because i just don't want to let like, go to the social aspect of of fitbit well you can still
0: use the phone for fitbit
1: yeah oh i don't know yeah okay well it still had so i i still use my fitbit at night for sleep though oh, you can you can use both Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll have to show me how to set that up because I have no
0: idea. Yeah, I like Fitbit, but I don't own a Fitbit device anymore because theres I never got the wrist one and they're small mm-hmm. and I lose everything. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> so you
0: guys, you guys have me interested. I, I have one other question. Were either of you watch wearers before you got your smartwatches?
2: I was not at all. I don't, I literally only, I don't even wear earrings anymore. I just wear my wedding ring. So it is like the only other thing besides... You know, my wedding ring I wear.
1: I wanted to be, but I am one, allergic to nickel, I believe, and um, two, I have very acidic skin. So any watch I'd wear, mm. it would literally corrode the metal. Wow. Like it's weird. Really? It's, yeah. It's not like the metal would like wear away, the metal would like explode from inside. Like it would, it would. It would, um, like a barnacle, you know, like it would, it was, it was so weird and and it would cause rashes and stuff. So I stopped wearing, but I have the, um, I have the sports band Apple watch, Mm -hmm. which isn't metal at all. And so far I've had no irritation from the back
0: of the watch where it's metal. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if your Apple watch explodes, if it does. I know, right? Well, it doesn't, it
1: doesn't literally explode, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would, uh, yeah, I do. I love having a watch.
0: Yeah. Interesting. A
2: friend of mine has the uh, the Apple Watch, and he has tattoos on his wrist, and they're oh. very dark. As it gets down to his wrist, so he actually has to wear it on his other wrist because it won't read. Yeah, it can't his read wrist because they're dark. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's it's an well, it's optical only... heart
0: rate monitor, so it literally can't yeah. read through your skin. I, I, I think that they've adjusted it so that people of darker color are okay, but tattoos oh, are that's... too much.
1: Wow, yeah,
0: I didn't even think the about ink that. Ink is still too much in the way. Huh. Yeah, because it's based on the same technology that they use in hospitals, where they've clipped a little ox pulse monitor to your right. finger.
1: Right. Um, but I didn't think about, you know, people of darker color, like, it's kind of like Band-Aids yeah.
0: coming out with skin tone, but only yeah. for yeah, Caucasian, but, well, you know? As, 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 and correct me, audience, if I'm wrong, yeah. but as far as I know, it works for skin, but tattoo ink, especially in the very dark colors, is too much because it's, it's several layers of problems.
2: Oh. I'm pretty sure you're right that they've fixed the the darker skin, but just not the the tattoos. And his are like two big, huge black lines that come down towards his wrist. So, yeah, not good. But I just I actually read this morning that um you know uh, Google is actually uh, trying to get this tiny, tiny little radar system that actually like can sense your hand gestures hmm. and and stuff. Um, so that because they're trying because. I guess in their mind smartwatches and stuff aren't taking off as well as they should be mm-hmm. and so um you know because it's more like you know early adopters and stuff like that like us that you know really really want new technology and stuff that are getting it not so much the the general population mm-hmm. and so they're trying to be and i guess google's thinking behind it is that there's such tiny little touch screens that it makes like the device difficult to control it, I guess. And so they're developing this radar system that can sense hand gestures instead of having to just put your finger on the screen.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Women's Tech Radio. Remember that you can find the show notes with full transcription over at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Just go to the show's drop-down and select Women's
0: Tech Radio. You can also use the contact form on the webpage to select Women's Tech Radio to get in touch with us, or shoot us an email at wtr at jupiterbroadcasting.com. You can also find our show on iTunes, and you can follow us on Twitter at HeyWTR. Thanks for listening.